Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge and got This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into season four of Believe in Carolina Panthers. Uh, I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Sports Illustrated beat writer Skylar Callahan and the Panthers' all-time lead and rusher, Jonathan Stewart, in the house. Got a bit of a condensed season preview for you. Uh, or not season preview, uh, season premiere for you here, uh, brought to you by Believe Podcast Networks. Go follow them on Twitter, at Believe Networks. And you can actually watch the video and participate in this uh, broadcast on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. And, of course, like every time uh, we're on, you can participate in the show, like Clay Wright is in, uh, in the house already. You can just type in a comment underneath the, the screen on the YouTube video or on the Facebook watch page for Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Fellas, offseason felt like it kind of just came and went. So much stuff happened with the Panthers over the past couple of months since the draft. Uh, the gray area, the dead period that we're normally in right now is coming to a close officially. Training camp opens next week. Um, down in Spartanburg, uh, Wednesday, July 26th, the first official day of practice. Uh, holla at me. How y'all feeling right now? I mean, it's uh, uh, going good. Last off season, like you said. I mean, very different crazy off season. from years ago. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, with everything crazy going on, everything, everything I've covered, it's it's been crazy, but um, kind of made things go fast, you know, obviously the dog days of summer for us in, in the sports media world, it kind of just seems like it's forever. But when you have a coaching change, number one draft pick, a lot of things uh, to talk about. So it's got to be a, a very interesting uh, couple of weeks down there in Spartanburg. I'm still uh, a little tentative about the Hornets picking Brandon Miller over Scoot uh, Henderson, but we'll, we'll get to that on some other, <laughs> some other show. And yeah. plus Skyler covers West Virginia and Bob Huggins has been all in the news the past couple of months with the stuff he's been up to. So he's been a busy man, but uh, here for season four of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. And I got to say, this is probably the the one season out of the four I've looked up, I've looked forward to the most just with everything that's been going on with the Carolina Panthers, the movement, the coaching hires, the, the draft, the free agency that came in. And today, really, we're just going to keep it short and simple. What do you think is the biggest storyline going into training camp for the Carolina Panthers? Uh, Stu, I know you got, you're up against it uh, time-wise. I'm going to let you hit it off first. Uh, out of all the stuff that's happened with the Panthers over the past, uh, well, this offseason, what's the one big storyline for you going into uh, Spartanburg? Um, I mean, everybody already probably uh... – Largely anticipating uh, Bryce Young, um, that's a given. Um, you know how well he's going to be able to perform, and you know, and, and you know the excitement behind the number one draft pick. I think is just you know exciting for Panther fans and NFL fans, and 
you know, Roll Tide fans all over the <laughs> all over the world. Um, they are everywhere. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm interested to see how the uh, the backfield's going to play out. Um, you know, Chuba Hubbard. I mean, he kind of he, he showed he showed a lot of promise last year. Um, you know, especially that Detroit Lions game where we just ran right through the Detroit Lions. I, I loved I loved what I saw from that game and, and it kind of gives everyone, you know, the ability to see what he can actually do um as a feature back. But then you get Miles Sanders in, in the building, right? Um saw on the Madden ratings today, I think he was at eighty six. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> the sweetest I mean, and, <laughs> and so like you got a guy like him who came from Philly I honestly feel like Philly didn't utilize him the way they should have. Um, and I feel like we're going to be, uh, you know, got some surprises. I, I, you know, and, I, and so I think trying to figure out what the, uh, the backfield is going to eventually look like and the production out of that. Um, and then this is like a, a pile up because it's been, sorry, y'all, it's been the, it's been an off season, so <laughs> a lot of things I've been thinking about. But Lavishka, hmm. um, I think we're going to see a lot out of him, uh, especially in, out of that backfield. Uh, so there's just a lot of cool things happening and developing, you know, from the offensive side, and I'm excited to see that. I think, people, I think people forget Miles Sanders is a top ten running back, right? I mean, in terms of production and. Uh, yeah, caught over 50 catches out of the backfield last year in Philly, so yeah, but even still, I feel like he was underutilized, yeah, yeah, like you know, I mean, I, I even look at the Super Bowl game, I feel like they should have been a little bit more heavy with him, um, at some at times. That's um, that's a good point because really, honestly, until they signed him, I wasn't aware Miles Sanders was that big of a a part of the, the Philly offense, to be honest. Uh, I had only watched a couple of their games in the regular season to begin with, because usually the Panthers are playing at the same time. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about that too. Cause I think with all the hype with Frank, Wright, I feel like he, he really likes to run the football from my understanding. He runs the football and he uses his tight ends. So that's kind of what I'm you know looking at here. Skyler, uh, what's the biggest storyline for you going into this? Cause I know you've had to actually report on uh, the signings, the draft picks, uh, how, they've looked have you actually even before i ask you that have you seen are they allowed the press in there to, when you when they were doing otas were they letting the press in there to actually see them throwing the ball and things of that sort yeah we actually during during that time of the year we get to be in there for the entire practice so it, it was pretty nice um got to see a lot of seven on seven stuff he threw a lot of really good balls i mean just everything that you hear is what we saw in practice i mean it is it is the legit thing. Bryce Young is as good as advertised so far. Now, again, that could change when Pats come on here in a couple of weeks. But I think everything that you would hope for in Bryce Young is what the Panthers are getting. So, um, but that's as far as that's concerned. Now, the biggest storyline for me, I mean, there's a ton that we're going to talk about, obviously, over the next month leading up to the season. There's a lot of different stuff going on, a lot of changes. Um, I would say it was really kind of two things. The first thing being the receiver room. I think there there could be a possibility of another addition because when you look at this group, it is a good group by and large. But if you look at it in totality, is there a guy there that's really going to be your number one receiver? 
there's not really a proven guy there yet. Terrace Marshall has the tools to be that, but we've been talking about that for the last two years. Is this going to be the year it finally comes to fruition? LaVisca Chanel, as, as Jay Stu just talked about, is he going to finally get to reach his potential and be that kind of jack-of-all-trades, Debo Samuel-type player, if you will? And, you know, Adam Thielen, look, he's getting older. He's not going to have that star receiver paired with him. How What's he going to look like? Is DJ Chark going to stay healthy? There is a ton of questions in that receiver room, even with the rookie Jonathan Mingo. So I wouldn't be surprised if they add another receiver there. I don't know that you're really going to get a, a top-tier quality name at this point in the offseason, but keep your eye out for something like that, a position that probably nobody expects them to add to. Maybe they, they add one there. And then I, I would say the second thing quickly here is just – are, is there going to be any so-called Matt Rule guys that are going to be cut from this team at the end of training camp? I'm not going to throw any names out there in particular, but I was going to say, are there any of, left? <laughs> there, there is a few. There's a few. Um, I, I, go, ahead, go ahead and break, say them. Go ahead and say them. Oh, you know, we out over here. Yeah, go on, go on and put them out there. Break, so, Bravion Roy is is one that uh. comes to mind. Um, I don't. I think he's good enough to hang around, but. I, I, there's there is a few guys on this roster that you got to wonder are they going to be really someone that fits with this team once these coaches actually get their hands on them in practice when they got pads on they can really see what it looks like in live action versus just a glorified gym practice so we'll see what happens I don't think it's going to be anything crazy but you never know so you kind of took a little bit of mine because mine revolves around the wide receivers too, but it's really more about outside perception. So I'm going to go ahead and give us the first one of the season. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mess it. I'm going to tell you why we mess it. So uh, I've been I, I've been seeing so many people from outside of Panther world, you know, those of us that are kind of more immersed in this than from the outside, right? And the, I think the, the running narrative is that we have to have a number one wide receiver. Like, we are not going to do anything without a number one wide receiver. And there was a huge push for us to sign DeAndre Hopkins before he here just signed with the Titans. And my whole argument the whole time was DeAndre Hopkins doesn't want to come here. He wants to – he's basically looking for a final bag. That's what it looks like to me because he could have went to Kansas City. He visited with New England. He went to all these other places where he could have probably been in a better situation to actually win a ring. Instead, he chooses to go to Tennessee where – they don't even have their quarterback situation like resolved and he doesn't even know who's going to be throwing him the ball, but he's going to get $12 million uh, a year for the next two years. And I saw somebody post on a uh, Twitter that Tennessee is where wide receivers careers go to die. And they literally posted a couple of got Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, uh, Julio Jones. And now you've got, uh, you know, nuke over there. So it's like, uh, to me, we dodged a bullet. It's almost like these people are not remembering who was hired on our coaching staff. Because I'm like, if the coaching staff is looking at the wide receiver room we got right now and they're not panicking, they're not reaching out and trying to grab somebody real quick, I'm going to trust Frank Wright and Thomas Brown and, you know, these guys that are watching them every day and the plan that they have in place, then somebody random on Twitter that thinks that we need to go sign DeAndre Hopkins to, to compete in the NFC South where uh, the whole the whole division is a mess. Like, I feel like Carolina should win this division with what they've done in the offseason – and I just kept hearing this number one wide receiver, number one wide receiver. In 2015, did we really have a number one wide receiver, Stu, on that team? Like, I guess it was supposed to be Kelvin Benjamin, but he went down early. It was, what, Ted Ginn Jr. and Jericho Cotri. Uh, I think Devin Funches was on that roster. Uh, I mean, yeah. was, was um, there a, a number one, like, per se? I mean, I think, you know, we utilized Ted Ginn as that 
that, that deep threat, obviously, and you know, catching screens, taking to the house. Philly Brown, uh, another deep threat guy, yeah. catch on the run, make some plays. You know, what, what, we, what you saw that year was guys just stepping up and making plays. I mean, and, and coaching staff realizing, you know, who we had on the table. We really found success by controlling the middle of the field with a tight end. And so I think, you know, the addition to Hurst is huge for us. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's a security blanket. You got Miles Sanders out of the backfield. Like, if when in doubt, drop it off. You know, so um, I think we're going to see a lot of things, you know, unexpectedly come to fruition for the good. That's not, that's just really how I see all this, you know, pre-season, pre-training camp scouting report is whatever you think is going to happen, probably won't happen. <laughs> but for the good, though. Because, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a fresh fresh team, fresh coaching staff. I mean, people can, you know, talk all they want to talk up until you actually see what happens uh, through, throughout training camp. I was going to uh, ask you guys, did you guys watch uh, Blueprint, the, the three-part series the Panthers put out on YouTube? Um, I guess last week, week before last, uh, kind of behind the scenes. Uh, almost really like uh, uh, what's called Hard Knocks. Uh Except the mm-hmm. team controls the narrative, which is why I think a lot yeah. of teams don't want to do hard knocks anymore. But me watching that, for me, the biggest thing I took away from it was that, hey, Bryce was the, the pick all along. Like, it was pretty much, we want him. If any of these other quarterbacks convince us otherwise, that's great. But we're, we want him. <laughs> we're moving up <laughs> right now. Not the rest of them, just, yeah. just him. <laughs> so, I think it's really cool how much smoke screens are out there. And because, I mean, yeah. how much yeah. the day of the draft or the day before, I can't remember about all this Will Levis talk on freaking Reddit or whatever it was. And, oh, Anthony Richardson's making a surge. Or I think even right as the trade happened, the initial thought, my thought, was C.J. Stroud. And never that, in my opinion. Yeah. They just seemed like uh, they were focused and locked in on it. And then plus, too, the thing that we left off with uh, in the season three where we were talking about how it really felt like they they talked all this stuff about Wright having a plan, and that was the reason why he kind of took the, the lead in the coaching search and ultimately won the job. But I don't think we expected to actually see the plan, like to actually see them go down this checklist of things they wanted to do. Here's the coaches we want to hire. Uh, Tepper's going to put up the money for it. Check. Here's the quarterback we want. We're going to trade up and get him. Check. Here's the free agencies that are out there. These are the guys we need. This is what we need. We need this, this, this. And they did it. They did all of it. So it's just weird to me when, like, people shortchange what they've done. And I get it. The past three, four years of a bad taste in people's mouths about the Panthers and what they can and can't do. But if you take the name off of the roster, Panthers, and just show what they did in the offseason and the roster itself and everything else, I don't see how this team with this coaching staff is going to not win 10 games at least, like, uh, we play I mean? off bound, baby. Ain't no, yeah. ain't no doubt about it. Ain't I mean, no I know we, I know we declared it last year, but I feel it like, like for real. <laughs> like yeah, this, yeah, like, yeah. like this is like, yeah, we're gonna win this division, and I feel like not only we're we gonna win the division, we're gonna run away with it. Like I feel like the rest yeah. of the division is in flux, and we're the yeah, only the team that has the division is looking real uh, trash. <laughs> <laughs> like Tampa. Before I get out of here, though. Before I get, a, I got, I got, a, I got a jump early. Yeah. Let me tell you why I'm mad. Oh, here we go. First one of the season. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. Okay. If I told you 
that a player had 295 carries, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns for the New York Giants. Probably the most rushing yard since Tiki Barber or something. I don't even know. There's got to be some interesting stat about that. And you told me that you didn't want to pay this guy? Come on, man. What are we doing? Do you think it's the and Not just him. Not just him. Uh, you got my man over in the Raiders, right? Oh, Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. So you got guys at the top of their position not getting paid, not getting worked out. Everybody else getting worked out, right? There's and, kickers and making plan- yeah. there's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> there there's there's and, and obviously I played running back and, and I understand what it takes to play that position and, and what your body goes through, how hard it is to stay on the field. I mean, these guys have been banged up. They have also produced. You know what I'm saying? So when you have a healthy Josh Jacobs and you have a healthy Saquon Barkley on your team, you automatically better. So, and and they've also proven, both of them have proven, if they're injured, they're putting in all their time and energy to getting healthy. I mean, and they get healthy. It's not a if they get healthy or if they stay healthy, that's not the way that this game is played. That's not the way that this this position should be even looked at. You have the best, one of the best ball carriers on the field. You need to make sure he's paid, period. I'm tired of this whole like narrative of, oh, you can just, you know, keep him for a year's contract and then get rid of him. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. Like there's, when you think about when you think about top players in the NFL all time, running backs come up. You know what I'm saying? So let's treat these running backs like they should be treated and pay them. Plus, think about I mean, you got wide receivers out here making twenty plus million a year. Like we just saw right. DeAndre Hopkins, he's thirty one years old. He just signed a twenty four million dollar deal with the Titans, twelve million per and Again, Tennessee's where wide receiver careers go to die. <laughs> like I don't and even, they don't even and, and, and they don't even have a plan for him. No. You want to know what? You want to know what? He's going to be successful because of who? Derrick Henry. <laughs> that See, box going to be that, that 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 box going to be loaded up. Yep. And we're going to be like, dang, DeAndre Hopkins is like that. They still got Julio Jones. <laughs> He's like that because they, that running game. Yeah. Did they still have Julio? Or did Julio move on? No, nah, he gone. Man, I don't know yeah, what he's been gone, man. He was playing for Tampa Bay. He was playing for Tampa well, Bay right. last year. Yeah, yeah. See, see, I ain't even worried about him. And he's in our division. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I ain't even worried about him. Like, he's over in our I think, division. I, I think, I think he got one on us, didn't he? Oh no, that was Mike Evans. Yeah, that was Mike Evans, and that was on like a fourth yeah. string wide cornerback. Uh, remember, like we didn't have any cornerbacks yeah. <laughs> by the time we got Anyways, to that game. Uh, that's but, why I'm mad. And every every running back, and then everybody, every running back in the entire world. From youth, high school, college, pro, all the other leagues, XFL, all that. If you play running back, you should be highly upset. Yeah. Because you do honestly, better. You, you can't win in the NFL without a run game. Like this you narrative can't. that you can just throw the ball 60 times and win or whatever. Right. That's you got to have a running back, proven guy. Yeah. Now, the you, Chiefs, the Chiefs, they had a running game in the Super Bowl. Pacheco. They, yeah. 
Pacheco, he want when his when his time is up to be paid, make sure you pay him mm-hmm. because he, he is nice. He's he was a late round guy. He was uh, right. I guess Solaire was hurt, but uh, yeah, you're and right. You I mean, and, and, and the thing is, you can't just find late round guys like they're just growing on trees. That's like that, that that was that's not something that happens every every year where you just can say, oh, we're gonna get a fifth round guy or undrafted guy. And he's gonna come in here and he's gonna ball out for us because of because of the scheme. Nah, Pacheco ain't a scheme guy. Um, he, he's a he's a horse, <laughs> he <laughs> ran like a horse in the Super Bowl. That's the, that's the real <laughs> narrative. You really kind of hit the nail on the head right there at the very end. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we messed up. I'm gonna tell you why we messed up. If I'm a running back, I'd be more upset with that part of it. What you just said that these teams think that your position can get replaced with these mid to late round picks that they right. they have devalued the position so much that they're like, oh. We just get to do the fourth, fifth round, start them. It'll be fine. You don't say that about quarterback. You don't say that about yeah. wide receiver. You don't really say it about any spot on the team except for maybe kicker that we can get, you yeah. know, get a guy late round or whatever. But running back, for some reason, I think the media is driving, you know. But yeah, they just look at us like a bunch of guys. Jar- <laughs> I, 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 I had a coach that used to call it. They just look at y'all like a bunch of running Jesses, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> what were you about to say, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, these same GMs and coaches that replace these guys with fifth, sixth, seventh round picks are also the same GMs coaches that draft these guys in the top ten or twenty. So that that had no prior experience in the NFL, and then they come in, tear it up for four years, and all of a sudden they're not worth anything. Like, I, get over it. Like, come on, yeah, pay cool. these people. Tight ends too. Tight ends yeah. need to pay too. The Giants yeah, knew when they drafted. To get yeah, yeah, that's another position tied in. The Giants knew when they drafted Barkley that this day was going to come. Like they're acting yeah, like, 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 what you thinking? <laughs> like, oh, we got to pay you now? Like, what? what, what, what we didn't oh, talk you gotta about stay that. He- you got to stay healthy. Well, <laughs> protect me then. Let's start right there. Let's protect start right there. We <laughs> having people just up in the backfield. We have to do all the the most acrobatic stuff to get up out of there and, and, and make five yards. <laughs> Uh, real quick, I know you're up against this, Stu. I was going to try to squeeze. I don't know if you got enough time to do it, but yeah, I got to run. Yeah, you got to go. We'll save it for next week. We'll say because I want to talk yeah, about Mike Connor and the people that got in because I know you've played with them and everything else. So, uh, oh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that next time for sure. Yeah, Gotta this was a short, rooms. short season premiere. We're gonna cut it right here. We're we're back. Uh, we'll be back probably next week with a new episode, probably earlier on. In the, well, what's today, Tuesday? I'm starting to get my days back in terms of it's what Tuesday. Day tuesday so yeah we'll probably be back again next tuesday uh we'll just follow the the uh tobacco road sports radio youtube channel we'll get you the time there uh subscribe there hit the like button so you'll get notification from we're back on um this will also be on the believe network as well and the audio of this will be on the uh the believe uh podcast network here shortly so uh we're gonna go ahead and step out uh we'll be back next week beginning a training camp uh i think skylar's gonna be down in spartanburg um We'll, we'll we'll chop up all the the stuff that's gonna be going on there, and uh, everybody keep pounding. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.